the transitive property of chicken. Order number one, setting the scene. In a cosy corner of the bustling city sat Burger Nirvana, a haven for the organic food aficionados. Nestled amidst the urban hustle, the quaint eatery stood as a sanctuary of calm, its rustic charm a stark contrast to the steel and concrete that enveloped it. Dave, a lone patron weary from the day's stresses, found a quiet booth by the window, hoping for a peaceful meal to soothe his frayed nerves. The promise of solitude and a hearty meal drew him in, away from the cacophony of the outside world. As he slid into the booth, the gentle clink of cutlery against plates greeted him, a subtle symphony that blended with the soft melodies of indie tunes playing overhead. The ambiance was a concoction of serenity and nostalgia, the vantage decor evoking simpler times. The aroma of sizzling grass-fed beef patties wafted through the air, teasing his senses. At the same time, the mellow lighting cast a warm glow on the worn wooden tables, creating a serene ambiance that beckoned the weary. With relief, Dave unfurled the crisp menu before him, his eyes scanning the list of gourmet delights. Each item seemed to tell a story of wholesome goodness, from the sun-kissed organic tomatoes to the freshly baked multigrain buns. But as he perused the menu, a sudden thought crossed his mind. Why do I come here? He mulled over the question. Was it the promise of nourishment, or the allure of a brief escape from the relentless pace of city life? His eyes darted around the room, taking in the tranquil scene, the gentle hum of low chatter, the occasional laughter ringing through the air, and the contented sighs of patrons savouring their meals. It was a slice of normalcy in a world that often felt anything but. His reverie was interrupted by the arrival of a trio at the adjacent booth. Their lively chatter was a prelude to the unexpected turn his quiet afternoon was about to take. But for now, Dave was content, nestled in his quiet corner, as he awaited the simple joy of a meal savoured in solitude. Order number two, an unanticipated discourse. Beside Dave's booth, a trio settled in, their youthful energy palpable in the air. They shed their jackets, revealing an eclectic mix of attire, a vintage rock band tee, a meticulously ironed button-down shirt, and a bohemian blouse adorned with whimsical patterns. Their contrasting styles were as vivid as the personalities that soon unfurled. Engaging in lively banter, their voices danced around the room, their laughter a stark contrast to the tranquil ambiance that had enveloped Dave moments ago. Their conversation, a blend of jest and earnestness, soon veered into a bizarre critique of Chickalot, a popular chicken joint known for its traditional values as much as its seasoned fries. The bespectacled man, with a demeanour of one accustomed to grandiloquent pronouncements, initiated the critique. I swear, the people who frequent Chickalot have this aura of self-righteousness that's just unbearable. His tone blended disdain and mockery, clearly unimpressed by the chicken joint's patronage. His companions, spurred by his sentiments, joined the dissection with gusto. With eyes that burned with loathing, the woman chimed in. And don't get me started on their family values meal deal, she said her voice dripping with dramatic overemphasis as she made air quotes. It's like they're trying to build a community around greasy buckets of chicken. The third member couldn't hold back either, not to mention the divine chicken sandwich. 
since when did fast food become a religious experience? The trio's collective disdain for Chickalot found a rhythmic cadence, each absurd observation building on the last. Their banter flowed seamlessly, each observation about Chickalot escalating in its disdain. And that halo-wearing chicken mascot. It's a chicken, not a saint, the bespectacled man added, his words drawing hearty laughs from his companions. To Dave, the exaggerated indignation in the man's tone revealed the pretentious layer that shrouded their conversation. As the trio delved deeper into their disdainful critique, the superficiality of their remarks resonated in the quaint space of Burger Nirvana. Each snide remark, each exaggerated gesture, and every hearty laugh seemed to echo a pretentious undertone, reflecting a skewed perspective that Dave couldn't help but notice. The tableau unfolding beside him was one of shallow judgments and petty aversions, a spectacle that drew Dave's attention away from the peaceful solitude he had initially sought as the trio's critique of Chickalot unfurled beside him. The conversation soon meandered towards Feathered Feast, another chicken joint in the city's vast fast-food landscape. The bespectacled man furrowed his brow as if the mere mention of Feathered Feast brought a bitter taste to his mouth. No way I'm eating there, he declared, his tone infused with a subtle yet palpable disdain. It's like indirectly endorsing the chickalot crowd. It's the transitive property of chicken. The what, what of what, the woman interjected, her voice a blend of confusion and intrigue. The playful rhythm of her query hung in the air for a moment, a peculiar note amidst the growing intensity of the discourse. The bespectacled man, whom Dave now recognized as Albert from the sporadic mention of names, leaned in, his eyes narrowing with an earnest seriousness that belied the frivolity of the subject. Well, it's simple, really, Albert began. His words measured, his tone didactic. If Chickalot patrons are unbearable, and Feathered Feast serves chicken just like Chickalot, then by eating at Feathered Feast, we're essentially aligning ourselves with the unbearable nature of Chickalot aficionados. Hence, the transitive property of chicken. His explanation hung in the air, an abstract theory laid bare amidst the aroma of grilled burgers and the distant hum of city life beyond the cosy confines of Burger Nirvana. The table fell into a brief silence as his companions digested the convoluted logic he had just unveiled. Dave, too, found himself unwittingly drawn into the ridiculousness of the theory, the audaciousness of the conversation providing a peculiar form of entertainment that his salad could not. Order number three. Absurdity unveiled. Dave's fork slowly returned to his plate the peculiar narrative unfolding beside him proving far too engaging to ignore. Each word from the trio seemed to pull him further into their peculiar world, a realm where chicken joints held the key to social alignments. The trio delved deeper into the discussion, their faces reflecting a level of seriousness that starkly contrasted the absurdity of the subject matter. The woman, seemingly captivated by the bespectacled man's theory, leaned in closer her eyes narrowing with a newfound curiosity. So, if we follow that logic, virtually every chicken place is off-limits then. Oh, absolutely, the bespectacled man confirmed, his face a portrait of earnest concern that added an almost comical gravity to the discourse. 
We can't risk being associated with the Chickalot crowd, not even indirectly. The playful one chimed in, his words punctuated with a light-hearted tone that cut through the solemn atmosphere his companions had crafted. Guess it's vegan burgers from now on, he said, raising his glass in a mock toast. A sudden cough from one of them, accompanied by a subtle chin gesture towards the counter, interrupted the toast. The playful one, catching the cue, quickly corrected himself. Ah, uh, uh, I mean organic burgers. They clinked their glasses with a newfound sense of approval, the crisp clinking sound marking their pact. The trio burst into laughter, their cackles resonating through the quaint eatery. The sound, a stark contrast to the serene ambiance Dave had initially reveled in, now coloured the space with a surreal touch. Each laugh, each snide remark, felt like a brushstroke on the peculiar tableau that this afternoon had morphed into. As their laughter continued, Dave found himself momentarily adrift in the nonsense of it all, his peaceful lunch now a distant memory. The conversation beside Dave continued to spiral into further realms of absurdity. The trio now found themselves dissecting the potential political affiliations of various fast-food mascots. The woman conjectured on the conservative leanings of Mr. Beefy, the mascot of a well-known burger joint, while the playful one countered with a whimsical narrative about Ms. Fry, the liberal face of a famous French fry haven. Their laughter and ridiculous banter ebbed and flowed with each preposterous assertion, becoming a bizarre soundtrack to Dave's attempts to return his focus to his meal. As Dave poked at his salad, the once crisp greens now a wilted reflection of his dwindling patience, the trio's discussion veered into the imagined love lives of fast-food mascots. The playful one spun a tale of a forbidden romance between Colonel Clucker from Chickalot and Lady Leek from Veggie Haven, evoking exaggerated sighs and mock swoons from his companions. The ridiculousness reached a crescendo that echoed through the fibres of logic, resonating with a peculiar charm that Dave found increasingly hard to ignore. His shoulders began to tremble with suppressed laughter, the spectacle beside him morphing into a satirical play that seemed to mock the seriousness with which people often treated trivial matters. Each word from the trio, each laugh shared, chipped away at Dave's resolve to remain a silent observer. His amusement could no longer be contained, and soon enough a chuckle escaped him, slicing through the bubble of foolishness that encased the trio. The abrupt sound of his laughter caught the attention of the bespectacled man, who shot a scathing glance at Dave, his face twisting into a scowl as if Dave's amusement was a blasphemous intrusion into their solemn discourse. What's so funny? What, are you some chicken lover? The bespectacled man sneered, his words dripping with disdain. Order number four, a surreal departure. Before Dave could muster a retort, the playful one, with a dismissive wave, addressed his bespectacled friend, fascist. The word hung in the air, a stark finale to the peculiar theatre that had unfolded. With a roll of his eyes, Dave slid out of the booth, the untouched salad on his table now a forgotten entity amidst the surreal narrative he found himself part of. He made his way to the counter and paid his bill, each step towards the exit a detachment from the foolishness that lingered behind. 
As he pushed the door open, the cool city breeze felt like a cleanse from the bizarre concoction of superficial banter he had unwillingly imbibed. Yet, as the door swung closed behind him, the last sound that graced his ears was the mocking laughter from the trio. This haunting melody encapsulated the odd ending to his quest for a peaceful lunch. He couldn't help but smile as the realization hit him. He muttered to himself with a soft chuckle, Okay, that is why I come here. As he blended back into the rhythm of the city, the meaninglessness of the afternoon offering a peculiar charm that broke the monotony of his daily routine. The End <laughs>